note, uh, today we have a very special guest uh, that I'm going to introduce you in a second. Today is episode 72 of Beating Alpha. And again, the guest is Grant Warrington. So a little bit of a bio of his. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to read through uh, the entire thing because it's, it's quite a bit, uh, you know, to digest for you guys. But just a little bit about Grant. Uh, he started with three rentals in 2003 and was in and out of the game fast due to the lack of experience, personal issues, and not knowing how to deal with tenants. Experience, right? In 2014, he met his wife and bought the first single family home in December at the same time, uh, same year. They built their portfolio to 11 units in two years with very little money using combination of Burr methods and blanket loans. So that's probably something that we should discuss also, guys. Uh, in January 2018, quit at 24 three-year career job in construction to become the director of operations for a property management company in Southeast Michigan, where he managed over 800 total units and currently works as a realtor at Warrington Group Real Estate, focusing on Southeast Michigan. Uh, I'll probably, I should say Michigan, but uh, I think that will do. So really appreciate today, Grant, for being on the show. I think we're going to cover some great, great topics. So big thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me, Martinez. I really appreciate it. I've been listening to your show, um, you know, since, since you and I initially talked. And wow, just impressive, the people you have on here, the content you put out, and the job you do. So, yeah, again, well, thanks for having me. I appreciate well, it. Well, I'm trying, you know, with a broken English, I'm trying to do the best as I can, you know. So, and, Fantastic and it, job. It's working so far. But uh, let's talk about you, because that's what we came here for, to find out what Grant is, what Grant does. And what he can do for the audience and teach him a little bit about the real estate, the journey. So first of all, like, how did you discover real estate investing and how did you choose this path uh, to follow? Like when it comes to real estate. So um, I'm right now I'm uh, 44 and in my early, early twenties, I uh, just, I fell in love with real estate, uh, real estate, the idea of it. Um, and of really becoming rich. I, I really liked that idea of becoming a millionaire was really, really my goal. Um, when I was really young, I, I bought Carlton Sheets. I don't know if people will remember that, but uh, he was around, he sold a, a program. I bought that. Um, I read books. I, I did what I would, you know, uh, whatever I could to learn. And, um, you know, in, in early 2003, bought a property. Um, I, I ended up with three properties. And, and like you said in the bio, I, I was in and out fast. Um, it was a few years. Um, I, um, you know, I, I had some personal issues um, that I had to deal with. You know, I, I, I don't drink anymore. I quit drinking. That was a big thing I had to overcome. That was my obstacle, my hurdle. And with the help of God, I overcame that. Um, so, and, and the lack of knowledge really of, uh, what to do with these, these rentals, um, what to do when your tenants don't pay, you know, how do, how, how to screen tenants, you know, I, I wasn't doing any of that. Mm. Um, so really that was, uh, that was the first problem, but you know, I, I got through that. I had to get out of that. I had to declare bankruptcy to get out of that. I gave the houses back to the bank in great condition. There was no other investors. It was just me, my money. Um, involved with it. Um, but still tough situation, but uh, learned a lot and I would never uh, give it up. I, I learned how to deal with people. 
um, how to deal with tenants. It was just, uh, you know, looking back, it was a, it, it was a learning experience and, uh, that that's how I initially got started, but I've had that passion, um, for real estate from the beginning. And I always knew I'd get back into it. That's very interesting. So how did you discover the, the Carlton sheets? And I remember it used to be the, the cassette, right? Yeah. That you put in. A, yeah. So how did Correct. you discover that? Uh, probably a late night infomercial or something back then at that time, you know, that was uh, 20 years ago or so. Um, but yeah, that, I'm sure that's how I stumbled on it. I didn't really know anyone in real estate. So I had no one really to, to look up to or no, no mentor or, or model, role model to look after, to yeah. look at. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he had a great ad on the TV at that time. That was the time when the ads uh, really worked. I mean, they still, they, they still do work these days, but people just, you know, don't pay attention that much as they used to. So yeah. you took uh, quite a break from real estate, like you took 11 years. Uh, like, have you did anything with real estate since 2014 when you met your wife? And I'm sure she encouraged you uh, or, or vice versa. And they said, listen, let's, let's buy some deals. Like, what, so what happened in, the, in that 11 years time frame? Um, you mean in 2014? Um, since, since 2014. Since 2014, well, we really, you know, when we first met, we, um, she had a passion for real estate and I said, you know what, I do too. Um, I, I own some property and, and she wanted to own some property and so we just, it just made sense. And she is a huge part of this business. Monica Warrington is my wife's name and uh, just a huge part. So we, we bought a single family together. That's how we started. We listened to, um, you know, Bigger Pockets, uh, Brandon Turner, Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I didn't know who he was, but I just would watch about the Burr method and his, uh, you know, back of the napkin, uh, how, how to figure out your expenses and your cash flow and all that. And we just implemented it and yeah. we really didn't have a lot of money. We bought that first rental and we, we were out of money. She moved in with me and her condo happened to be paid off. So we rented that. So now we had two rentals and we were stuck and that was it. And we're like, well, you know, I, I don't know how people can become rich in this because we don't have any more money. And, uh, and that's where we were at. And that was, that was a huge problem. Yeah. So that's, we well, it seems, out. well, it seems like you, you solved that problem because uh, you build a portfolio of 11 units in two years with very little money, money, as it says here with combination of reverse strategy and blanket loans. So like, I'm not from the States, as you probably guys can know, it says a uh, location, Arlen Hill, while, while, while I'm talking on the screen. And uh, maybe you can explain for the people, again, who are from the States or not from the States, uh, how does it work with, the, what is actually a burst strategy and blanket loans? Sure, so what we did was we, it Burr is buy, rehab, rent, refinance, and repeat. Um, and so that's really what we implemented. We, we bought low, we bought distressed properties that needed to be rehabbed. And then we would rehab and we put granite countertops in. We made these things beautiful because we want, um, we want to provide a great place to live for a great tenant. So that's our goal. So that's what we want to, we want to really uh, put a lot into these rentals. So, and then when we were done with them, they would appraise at a higher value and we would then refinance and we would get our money out of the deal or as much as close to all of our money out of the deal as possible. And then we would move forward and do it again. And um, realistically, you can do that over and over. Now, if you're putting, you know, mortgages, you can only have a certain amount of mortgages. But um, 
you know, a, a long story short, um, we came up with a way to buy three houses free and clear. That's what my mentor, I, I had met along the way through meetups, which meetups are so important in, in podcasts like this. Um, you've got to get around people that are doing this. Okay. I didn't come up with this. Um, this is what my mentor, a friend of mine told me, this is how he did it. And I was just dumb enough to follow in his footsteps. And I said, well, okay, tell me what to do. And I, I did it. Um, so what we did was, um, you know, for, for one of them, I sold, I, I made a commitment. I sold my truck, I sold my boat, and I sold my pool table to put a down payment down on a home. Um, so, I mean, it's a big commitment, but what's more important in your life? So, so that's how we got one. Another one, um, uh, what we did was we took out some uh, personal loans. My wife took a personal loan and I took personal loan. High interest rates, but it, it was enough to buy a home with it. Uh, another one, 0% interest credit cards we did. Um, you know, and these are all, this is all crazy debt. It's, it's, uh, sometimes it's tough to sleep at night when you, uh, when you, when you do things like this, but you got to have a plan in place, a strategy, how to pay that debt off. Mm -hmm. And when we refinance these properties, we paid that crazy debt off. So the initial goal was we got three free and clear three homes. And then we went to a commercial lender, a bank, and uh, I believe it was a credit union for the first loan. And we said, we want to package these three homes together. They have no mortgages on them, uh, package them together into a blanket loan. And then they're going to give, they gave us a uh, 85 80% loan to value on that, uh, on, on the value of those three rehabbed, fixed up, nice properties. So I, I believe we got a check for around $120,000 and we were in business. So we thought, you know, and, and me, I'm thinking, that's great. Okay. I, I, I'm comfortable now. I don't have to grow anymore. This is fantastic. And then I was told, no, no, no. Now 120,000, you're not going to be able to buy three homes and rehab them with that amount of money. Not, a, not, not where I was investing. So um, my mentor had told me, you need to find people now to buy your next three homes for you. You need to find investors to buy these homes and then you can rehab them with that, out of that 123,000. So I had to grow again and it was uncomfortable, but uh, that's what we did. We did another blanket loan, did the same process, long story short, another blanket loan, got another hundred and I think $10,000. And uh, in 2017, we thought, well, this is great. We're up to 11 units, but um, we kind of want to grow faster. Real estate is not uh, buy, a home, buy one rental and uh, mm -hmm. retire. It's not the way it goes. It's, a, it's yeah. a, at least a 10-year process, um, you know, for us anyway. And uh, what happened was we made the decision. We, we put our investing in single-family rentals on hold, and we made the decision to learn about apartment buildings. And uh, that's when we really started in 2017. No more single families and we're moving into apartment buildings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what about the apartment buildings that you decided to move away from the single family homes? Like what was the decision, uh, you know, on a table that we need to move away? And because there's completely different process we're talking about. You, and you're talking about, of course, multifamily syndication deals in particular that you're looking to do, right? We are, we are, we're, we're um, you know, we, we got a team together for syndications. We haven't done one yet. Um, I've managed, uh, you know, I managed a 144 unit complex that was a syndication. My, my, my boss had been syndicating. So 
Um, you know, I was extremely familiar with it. We haven't done one yet, but uh, my wife and I, we own 37 units now, 120 unit apartment building and 111 unit apartment building. And we own those ourselves. There's no investors involved. Um, so we're, we're actively looking with our, with our partners for, for a syndication and to put something together because um, we do have a lot of people interested uh, in partnering up with us on the passive side, but we just haven't found that deal yet. So, mm -hmm. um, so what will be, so, what, what will be when it comes to acquisition piece, what will be your criteria and what States are you looking to, are you looking at Mich Michigan or are you, you're planning to invest in some other States? So, yeah, we are, everything's pretty deal specific. Um, we are looking to invest in Michigan. Michigan's a, a great area. We're South of Detroit. We don't invest in Detroit. Um, you know, D Detroit is a lot of people make money in Detroit. Detroit's a, you know, I, I'm not knocking it by any means, but there's some really high end prices in Detroit that we wouldn't, we would just stay out of. And then there's some really lower end prices mm -hmm. in Detroit. Um, so we just don't do Detroit, but we're south of Detroit, but we, we would be anywhere in Michigan. We'd be down the I-75 corridor um, through Ohio, Kentucky, Tennessee, Georgia. Um, you know, we, we say anything that we can jump on I-75 head south and, and be to a property within 10 hours. Uh, my wife and I can, can be on site in 10 hours. So that's kind of where we've been looking. Got it. And when it comes to the properties itself, what type of deals are you, are you going to be looking for? Well, ideally, you know, there's, uh, there, there's not a lot out there um, that makes sense. Um, you know, we, we, we look at quite a few deals, but we're looking for, um, you know, pitched roofs. We're looking for, um, you know, 70s, late 70s to early 80s. Um, we're looking for some, um, you know, some, 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 um, some things we can improve, you know, obviously uh, to improve on income, you know, lower expenses, things like that, just yeah. like, like everyone out there really. Yeah. And, uh, and that's really what we're trying, what we're trying to focus on. So we do have some uh, deal specific criteria and that's, we send that out to brokers and, uh, you know, have those conversations. Yeah. Yeah. So basically BC, uh, not D, uh, probably AB locations trying to find something yeah. like that. So, correct. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. You know, a C property in a B location is, is fantastic. I mean, that's yeah. what we just, uh, we just did, you know, here recently. Um, you know, we're, we're trying to stay from, stay away from heavy lifts, you know, huge undertakings, parking lots, um, roofs. Distressed properties uh, is not your game. Yeah. Yeah. But, but we'll do them. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. We, we will do them, but we just did one, my wife and I, and, um, that was a heavy lift and, mm. uh, the, the, the outcome is, is fantastic. It's completely worth it. I and mean, we bought it in 2019 for 625,000 and 16 months later, 2000, you know, April, 2020 this year, we uh, just appraised for a million, uh, 30. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, and how big is the, how big is the property? Uh, that's a 20 unit apartment 20. building. Oh, okay. If you did, did you still own it? Yeah. 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 Yeah, so, yeah. Would you would you would you recommend uh, this strategy buying a distressed property for somebody who who is watching and they they're looking to invest? What what do you think? What will be your opinion on that? So you know, I recommend it. It just depends on the level of, of distress, but I I recommend looking at everything. But you have to have a good game plan. Um, I'm also not the kind of guy that that's going to say you know, hey, if you've never bought a rental property before, go out and buy a hundred unit complex. Um, that might work for some people. Some people might have those pieces in place. I didn't at that time. Um, so, 
I mean, get some experience, know what your rehabs are going to be. I mean, there, there's some things you're going to get hit with like zone valves. Do you know what a zone valve is? You, no, do you, I'm, not, you I'm know. not familiar. Yeah. No. And, and that's, that's on a boiler system. And we didn't either. We, we bought the 20 unit complex and uh, we learned about zone valves pretty quickly. And it was about a $6,000 repair, something we didn't account for. Um, but you know, luckily we, we had the, the, the money in place and, and it wasn't something big, but it's just little things like that, that until you're in the game and you're doing it or, and you've, you've been around some, uh, uh, some issues and figure out how to fix them, what, you know, costs of issues, um, you know, so if you're, you're jumping into a 20 unit that needs a lot of work, um, you know, you, you better be, you better be ready for it and know your, how much it's going to cost, you know? Yeah. So what would you do in the future when it comes to, you know, acquiring properties, buying deals uh, to mitigate the risk uh, moving forward? Like, cause you know, what will be your strategy at that point? So, you know, and, and here's the thing, even me saying that we're still looking at distressed properties because I mean, that's where you're going to get your biggest value add is a distressed property. Um, and, and we've done them. We, we know what we're doing. We got a team, a, a team of contractors we work with. So mm -hmm. in this market, we, we got to look at everything. You know, our goal is not to have to buy something that's a heavy lift, but, uh, but we will. I mean, you know, the ideal cookie cutter, cutter properties that, that you're looking for and that I put down on a piece of paper, um, you know, everyone else is looking for the same thing. So yeah. um, it's, it's just tough to find in this market. So, um, you know, when, when we bought that 20 unit, one of the reasons, you know, it, it took, us, uh, took us a long time to close on it and, and to get it through the finish line, not because of, not because of us, but the situations with the building. But, um, you know, initially we, we went after it and uh, we walked away from it for a year. We couldn't come to terms with the owner. But, uh, you know, after that year, we said, because it, it needed so much. I mean, the owner was losing it, um, had actually already lost it uh, for back taxes. Um, so it needed so much. It was in such bad shape that we were, we were willing to walk away from it. Then we said, you know what, if not this, then what? Where's that perfect property out there? Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's not there. So we just had to get out of our comfort zone and, uh, and, and just go after this heavy lift and, and it paid off. It really did. Got it. So, so I, I would like to talk about, um, 2018, uh, 23 years, uh, career in a job. Uh, yeah. so you quit that and you pursued, uh, the career in construction. You became a director of operations for property management company in Southeast. Uh, where you said you've been part of manage 800 units. So that's a, that, that's a big uh, portfolio to be managed. So maybe you can talk about your experience and what you learned while managing all these properties. Sure. So uh, one of the things I just like, I, I like to let people know too, is I consistently quit jobs to take less money to get closer to being full-time in real estate. Um, so I mean, for, for me, this has been a commitment. I committed yep. to it and I was willing to sacrifice for it to be, and now I'm full-time in real estate. Um, you know, I, I worked in construction. I made a great money and I quit that to be a, rep, a business representative for my union, which was another great job. It was just less money. Um, I quit that then to manage, uh, to be the director of operations for a, man, a property management company, which was less money, but another great job. Um, and those 800 units were with our portfolio included in there. Um, but just the learning process has been, I, I think I managed um, 11 apartment complexes with ours in there as well. 
Um, so just, just a learning process in, in what I've actually gone through my, and, and you know what, not just me, it's my wife and I too, cause she's part of this team. You know, when, when we're making these decisions to make less money, you know, her and I sit down and she sits yeah. down and goes, okay, let's, let's cut expenses. That's what we got to do. I mean, you, we run our business, our, our life like a business. And, yeah. uh, in order to make those, we, we make sacrifices. Oh yeah. It's nothing Look, it's nothing wrong with quitting. If you, if you're just quitting on a wrong thing. That, that will make you closer to the right thing, you know, and that's what yeah. you're doing. So it's nothing wrong with that. But like, what was your experience with managing these properties? And again, I'm sure that you learn a lot that you probably can implement into your upcoming multifamily deals. But what will be your key takeaways, you know, while having this experience of property management? Um, key takeaways. Um, I, I learned a lot of systems. Um, they were real big on systems. So, um, you know, that, that was, that was big. One of the biggest and best things I learned, um, is how to deal with the, um, maintenance techs. So I had never really had people directly, um, you know, employees report to me. So that was one of the biggest things, um, was how to keep people motivated um, how to keep my employees informed. Um, and, and really one of the biggest things was um, I just didn't like the way I had been treated in the past as an employee at other positions. And I took that into this position and um, I would just tell them, Hey, this is, you know, this is how things happened in the past. And this isn't now how I'm going to do it. Um, you know, sometimes, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, sometimes I'd, I'd lose my cool over certain things, but you know what I would do? I, I would apologize to them. I would uh, tell them that's not how uh, we treat people here that, and I'm not above that. So I apologize. I would, uh, I, I just learned a lot. I learned how to deal with people. And uh, one of the, the best things that came from that too, when, when I left was um, these maintenance techs, maintenance, uh, techs and employees um, were sad to see me go. And I'm still friends with these people. So which doesn't happen a lot of times. So uh, I, I was really happy about that. Um, but, but that and si putting systems in place, um, you know, I, I learned about um, master key systems. Um, we use the Quickset 816. It's a deadbolt with a dummy knob um, on our apartment units. And I, I got that from my previous boss. And what it is, it's, uh, it's got a faceplate on the dummy knob and you can, there's a spot for a tenant key and a spot for your master lock key. So we only have one key um, that opens all the tenant doors in the building, uh, which is which is huge. We don't we don't carry around a, a, mm, a yep. stack of keys, a ring of keys like this. So so that was uh, something I, I took away. Um, that, so there's, that, there's yeah. just go no, ahead, go ahead. Yeah. No, 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 no. So th that's very good takeaways that you're talking about again, because that's that's the main pieces in in the real estate business, and I think in any business is having systems and again, communication, knowing how to communicate, lead people. Again, that's very, very valuable to take away from your you know, previous experience. So that, that is beautiful. That, one, one thing I forgot too, with that master key system too, that avoids lockout. So your tenant, when they leave their unit, they have to have the key to lock the, their door. So they can't lock themselves out of their unit. So that, that's been huge. No lockouts. Knockout. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So I'd love to talk about uh, your current position because you're currently working as a realtor as well at the moment. 
Yeah, yeah. Yes, I am. I'm a full-time realtor in uh, Southeast Michigan, and I, I had to quit that property management job because it was so time-consuming, and yeah. I, I needed to grow my own portfolio. So what, what's, uh, what, like when it comes to realtor, like do you buy and sell, do you help people buy and sell uh, residential properties, is it commercial, what type of? Uh, really residential. I mean, I, I could do commercial, but um, you know, that's commercial brokers handle that. Um, but I, I'm, I'm really more on the residential side yeah. um, there, of real estate. And there's more money involved in a residential. You know, uh, it, it all depends. Yeah. Depends, I mean, commercial, yeah. you know, yeah, it, it depends on price point really with yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause you kind of get a, you know, yeah, again, it depends, but yeah. So how do you find uh, your experience currently with being a realtor? I mean, uh, like what was the first days when you got into the business? How do you like, how do you market yourself? How did you find the listings? Like what was the process behind, you know, starting, you know, to work as a realtor? Well, um, a couple of a couple of good things for me is one um, is my work ethic, but two is I've been a realtor for four or five years. Um, I've had my license. I just bought and sold for my wife and I, um, and people know me um, that I'm in real estate legitimately. I own a uh, we my wife and I own property, so so people knew that they knew that about us. Um, so when I made the jump, it wasn't a huge shock to anyone that uh, that I was a realtor. Um, but I'll tell you what I did. I I went to work every day. I still show up for work um, every day. I'm uh, ready to go, you know. And um, I every single day I was at the office for uh, uh, probably eight months straight. Um, you know, five days a week. I was there probably eight hours or more, um, working on my marketing, working on my, my sphere of influence, communicating with people, um, you know, and, and really getting the message out there that, uh, Hey, I'm, this is what I'm doing now. And, um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty big on social media. I like to think there's a lot of people that are doing a lot bigger things, but, uh, in my area, um, there's not a lot of realtors making videos, helpful videos in, in really doing what I'm doing, you know, on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, uh, I'm on all those platforms. So exactly. um, that, that's, you know. a, that's a key piece, like in this day and age, uh, like everybody know who watching this show, I'm a, I'm a big believer in, in social media and particularly in real estate fields in every business, again, because if you're going to look at the biggest businesses in the world right now, currently, you're going to find all these tech companies, which a lot of them are online marketing companies. Uh, and before it used to be, look, it used to be the factories, the railroads, and that was the biggest company. So now it's a, it's a huge shift. So in, if the business is not using the marketing approaches, again, as you said, on multiple platforms, uh, that person or company is definitely going to be losing the opportunities, uh, whatever their business nature is, you know, to acquire, you know, potential clients, the deal flow properties, like in your case. So this is definitely a must. It's not a, should I do it? It's, it's a must in this day and age, but Kitty, I would like to hear, uh, cause I was a realtor before in my country and, uh, I know the process. I know the kind of the process behind it when you start, you know, working the business and finding your deals. And I know my experience with that, but can you talk about your first deal as a realtor? Like, uh, what was your first deal that you find and how did you find? Uh, yeah, actually, I was, uh, it was when I was still um, working for the property management company, a friend of mine that I went to high school with. Um, 
he actually reached out to me. We used him on a job. Excuse me. Excuse me. We used him on a job and, um, you know, he, we were talking about free. He's like, Hey, thanks for the job. I said, thanks, man. You did a great, great job for us. I, I really appreciate it. And he's like, well, if I can ever repay you, I said, well, listen, uh, yeah. If, if you ever got a, you want to, uh, you have a house to buy or sell, let me know. And he goes, actually, I have this house in Lincoln Park and, um, you know, in, in Michigan, and I want to sell it. So I said, well, you know, let you know I'm quitting my job in a month. Yeah, I'd love to sell it for you. So I, I had that listing before um, I had even left my, my job. I had already told him I was, I was leaving, but I already had that. And I, I already, that was my first listing. Um, and I've, I've gotten, um, I, I do, I tend to do a lot more listings than, than I do working with buyers. It's just the way it works out for me. Yeah. Um, but that's, uh, that's great. The other thing is, I mean, people know me when, People know me in this area um, and with my social media, it's, uh, it's great because people already really know me and what I'm doing and in my message uh, when we meet. So I don't have to do, I, I do, but I don't have to do a lot of listing presentations. Like when a lot of people reach out to me, they reach out to me and say, um, I want to sell my home. Um, I had a gentleman today call me and, and there's, uh, he owns two homes and he j just before this and said that he wants to sell both of his homes. Um, so I, I know him. I mean, I, I, he's in my sphere of influence. If you're a realtor, you know, you know what that is. It's the people around you that you know, and you stay in contact with. And, and I'm big on that. I, I stay in contact with people and, um, that's, that's what I do. Yeah. Yeah. The networking piece is, is a big one is a huge piece. Uh, and I see that you're, you know, you're the type of guy who will, I'm sure you always network, always have the smile on. Yeah. And, you know, that's very important. You know, that's the, that's the key thing, you know, just to network and, you know, connect with people and let them know what your nature of business is, what you're doing that in, in, in the best way possible. Because again, marketing yourself on the different platforms. Uh, again, for the people who are sitting at home and again, time is available right now. And uh, maybe they want to learn uh, about real estate mindset business. Uh, maybe you can recommend like top three books that you read before could be 20 years ago or something that you're currently reading. Uh, yeah, it's, it's funny because I, I would talk about this with my, um, my, my friend mentor, but you, when you get at different stages, you, you do different things. So now I'm reading more business books. Um, like right now, profit first, uh, Mike Michalowicz, uh, we just read that fantastic book. Um, I'm reading Clockwork by Mike Michalowicz. I, I, I just like him. Um, one of the best books I can recommend is How to Win Friends and Influence People um, by Dale Carnegie. If you can't get that part of this business down, you're in big trouble. But that is the book you need for life. No matter what you do, it teaches you just how to be a better person, talk to people. And number one is listen. Um, a great book for syndication is Joe Fairless. Um, the best book, uh, the best real estate book on syndication, I think it's called. Yeah. It's a, uh, it, it's his red book. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a Bible for syndication deals. Yeah. yeah. Yes, correct. <laughs> a fantastic book. book. Yeah. 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 Everything, everything you need to find out about the real estate syndication can recommend enough Joe and again, and his content, like, um, I used to work, uh, you know, from social media side a little bit with Joe, you know, uh, some time ago. So just phenomenal. What these guys are doing is, is phenomenal and can recommend enough Joe and, and the book 
you know, it's, it's just it's just unbelievable the the way they helping yeah. other people, you know, to start businesses and particular in, in syndication, you know, uh, is it, just amazing. So talking about uh, yourself, um, and again, 2020, um, kind of crazy year turned out to be, even though I used to say, you know, 2020, beautiful looking number. So I thought it's going to be, you know, a different story, but it turned out the way it turned out to be. That's the life. Uh, that's the way life works, right? Unexpected yeah. things do happen. Uh, but uh, talking about your own personal goals uh, for this year, yep. uh, maybe you had, you know, as people, we do December 30, 25th, we do plan out and what we're going to accomplish our upcoming year. Uh, so let's forget about this year. I'm sure you have some plans for that, but what are you planning to accomplish for yourself, for your business in upcoming 2021? So um, just, I, I just want to touch back on 2020 though, because everyone sure. says it's a terrible year. We, we actually refinanced um, our property. That's, that's a whole nother story. The refinance came in low. I actually had to fight it to get the to get the value uh, up. I actually accomplished that. That's a, that's a whole nother story how I did that. But uh, thank you to the appraiser for, for listening to my side of the story. But uh, so we refinanced, we got a check for $300,000. We got all our money out of that 20 unit apartment building back in our pocket. So 2020 was a great year. Then two weeks later, we went under contract on an 11 unit apartment building um, with that, some of those refinance proceeds. That's how we were able to move forward. So um, we've, we've really, really had a great 2020. Um, I, I'm really excited about it. Now we're looking at buying uh, another building, my wife and I. Um, and uh, so we're, we're, we're really happy with 2020. And in 2021, um, it, it's just more of the same. It's just, you know, keep your head down, network. And uh, really, we're, we're looking to put that syndication together as well. We want to get that. We want to get that going. And uh, it, it and get that started, but we're also looking uh, to purchase another building because there, there was a stagnation period with, with my wife and I, and I say that, but it was about 16 months. You know, we, we purchased the building and then we really didn't do anything because we had to, so much work to do over there um, for about 16 months. And, um, you know, my wife and I said, you know what, let's get back to basics. We're so focused on a syndication, right? And so is everyone else out there in the world why don't we get back to basics? What got us here, right? Smaller units got us here, refinancing smaller units. So we said, let's do that. So the funny story is, um, if I hadn't been a realtor, I never would have found this 11 unit building. I had a client I was working with. Um, they were looking to buy a home. They were living in a rental. And finally she said, there's just nothing out there that's available. Would you talk to our landlord about us buying his property? And I said, yeah, for sure, I'll do that. Uh, we were under contract, but I said, let, let, we'll talk about it. I talked to the landlord and uh, she had told me that he owns apartment buildings. I said, yeah, I, I would love to talk to him. So uh, I kind of told him my story, told him we're looking to buy an apartment building. And uh, he said, well, as a matter of fact, I'm, I'm looking to sell one. And that's how I found it. Um, you know, with them, they were able to make that. I step, stepped away from the deal and let them make their, uh, you know, buy and sell their home together. Um, and I bought the, my wife and I bought the 11 unit apartment complex. But if I had not made that, made those sacrifices to get into real estate full time, I would not have gotten that deal. So, um, you know, long story short, uh, I, I know I got off target there, but, uh, but you know, that's the importance of, of getting into real estate 
full time, doing what you have to do to get there. Yeah. Oh, sometimes maybe it doesn't even make sense. It's like, why am I being doing these things, you know? But when yeah. you make those type of sacrifices, like, and I see you uh, by looking at the bio and just by the way you're telling the story, you made a lot of sacrifices, still making those until this day. Yeah. And yeah. it's just going to accumulate, you know, the, the compound is, is just going to compound over time. And then one day it's just like, boom, the things start happening, which I, I yeah. wish and I know it's going to happen, you know, for you. So I wish, you know, many, many assets on the management next year. And I'm sure you're going to get there. So before we're going to go, I just want guys to connect with Grant. Uh, so Grant, what will be your main, because I know we have a lot of those, what will be the main social media platforms for people to connect with you? Uh, you can connect with me on Instagram, uh, Grant Warrington. That, that's a great one to connect on. Um, you know, that warringtoncapital.com also is our, is our uh, website. You can connect with us there. Um, and and just, just another thing, I just, I just want to let people know too, because, you know, we're, we're, still, we're still in the game. We're still, uh, we're still small, 37 units. We're still scrapping it out, trying to figure out how to grow, right? So it, it's good for newer people. Um, you know, if, if you're just getting started out there, sometimes it's overwhelming to hear about these thousand units and these people own, uh, you know, all these things. Sometimes it's just overwhelming. Get, get to a meetup, get, get to a group and find someone. If you have zero, find someone that's got five rentals or 10 rentals and then listen to them. And, 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 and that's what you need to do. I'm at 37. I need to be at people like 10 times where I'm at, right? I need to be listening to people at 300 to 500 units. You have 100 units, get around someone that has 1,000, right? Because they've already overcome your problems. They've been through it and, and, they, and it hasn't been so far in the past that they kind of forget how they got to where they were at. You, you know what I mean? Not in a negative way, but you do so many deals and you grow, you just, you just kind of forget about uh, the feelings that you had on buying that first rental or uh, getting to rental number three. So that's what I always recommend. Networking is such a been, been so huge in my life, and I've met so many fantastic people. Um, just yeah. get around some people doing things, and and just remember, it, persistence over time equals success. So that's one of the big things I had to overcome. I have a lot of friends doing a lot of big things in this space, and I needed to tell myself. Um, I, I have a friend, Travis. Um, he he has I think three hundred units, right? And and I need to remind myself. He's been doing this for 15 years. I've been doing it for five, okay? I have 37 units, right? So how can I, how can I look at that and say, um, wow, I'm, I'm not accomplishing anything compared to him? So that, that's one thing I, I really like to stress for, for people just getting started or newer. Don't compare yourself to someone that's been doing this longer than you, yeah. right? So exactly. just keep that in mind. Exactly. So as I mentioned, networking is definitely a big piece, as we mentioned that a couple of times in this in this episode. So I can't recommend enough to for you guys to go and connect with Grant on Instagram. Make sure to go and check it out his stories. He's putting out really good content that he, you're going to take away a lot of good things and it's going to help you uh, to get your mind right, you know, business right. Uh, and uh, just connect with him because he's a, he's a great, great man. And, you know, I wish him nothing but just, just the best of luck and, you know, business, uh, relationship-wise, health-wise, you know, in every shape or form for, uh, that's possible. So, guys, uh, again, if you enjoy this episode, uh, one thing that I wanted to ask you, just share it with a friend. The one that you think might be needing this message, because, uh, again, this is a great message from Grant today. So, you know, just do that and let him know that it's possible 
to build a business. Uh, it doesn't matter how many qu times you fail, you quit, uh, you know, that it, everything is possible. Even during these times, as Grant said, this is the best time ever to do things. So guys, I appreciate you watching the show. Grant, it's been a true pleasure to connect with you and hopefully we can do something in the future, uh, you know, the same. And guys, uh, I'm going to see you on the next episode. Appreciate you watching. Thanks. Thanks, Martinez. Thanks for having me too. I appreciate it. Oh,